Relax. It's a jungle out there. Listen, the command considers us a bunch of losers. But we're gonna do it right this time because we're the best. We don't, we'll be drummed out of the core. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Just a dream away. Well, it sounds pretty good. In fact, that's just the right spirit. Body Probe Sierra 657 is online for miniaturization in Bay 3. Condition code green. Well, we're almost back from the future. Oh, it went by so quickly. Yes, but one of the nice things about traveling into the future is that the journey's just beginning. That's right. And I'll tell you something. If we can dream it, we really can do it. W. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 608, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you some of that Disney magic with this podcast, my live video broadcast every Wednesday night on Facebook, community, videos, blog, books, audio tours, and more, whether it's your first time visiting or you've been hundreds of times. If you're planning a vacation or love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in the show for you because each week I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. If you're a new listener, thank you. Welcome. Please go back and check out some or all the past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts or Spotify and find everything else at www.radio.com. So sometimes you just need to get away from it all, which may be one of the reasons why you go to Walt Disney World in the first place. But even when you're there, you might just want or need to sit back, relax, and find a quiet place and time to unwind, recline, or maybe even get some work done. So this week, we're going to share our top 10 quiet spots in Walt Disney World, from the parks to the resorts in Disney Springs. We'll share our favorites and a few hidden locations, and then I'll ask you to share yours as well. And then I'll have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win an all-new Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for information, updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back... Relax and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Walt Disney World is unlike any other vacation destination on the planet. And that's not hyperbole. It and it's not just because of what there is to experience here, but instead, a Walt Disney World vacation is one that often requires an inordinate amount of time and planning. And it's not just where to go and when to go and where to stay, but even on a much more micro level in terms of what your time spent there is going to be like. What park do we go to? Fast passes, virtual queues, advanced dining reservations, timeout. Where else on the planet that you do you need to know and plan what, where, when, and possibly what you are going to eat two months before you even get there? 
You want Cinderella's Royal Table or be our guest? You snooze, you lose, literally. But while we spend so much time planning, running, walking briskly and following all safety guidelines from place to place, queuing, waiting, eating, waiting, riding, etc., sometimes you literally need to get away from it all for a little respite. Away from the crowds, the lines, the noise, the sun, etc. And this is a vacation. Remember that. And so this week, we're going to share our top 10 quiet spots in Walt Disney World and discuss not just where they are, but why, when, and how you might need and use them. And joining me once again is a man who likes to get away with a good book like Guides of the Magic or magazine like Celebrations. He is, of course, Tim Foster from the aforementioned Guide to the Magic and Celebrations Press. Hey, buddy. I'm in the spirit of this show. I'm in my slippers and my jammies. I'm ready to I'm ready to rock. This. That's listen. So. Pantsless is usually the way things happen around wow. here. So, okay. After but, all but, these years, it's it's. I'm happy to see you finally getting on board. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning from the master. It's a it's a slow it's a slow burn, but I get it. But listen, I am um, I am very excited about this. And, and admittedly, and I'm not saying it because because it's my idea, but I love this idea because we've done shows in the past fifteen years about going solo to Walt Disney World. And I, like, personally, especially as a local, I love going to the parks and being alone and quiet and out of the way. And I don't necessarily always get a chance to do that. And I look, I I start off every show talking about sitting back, relaxing, etc. And while I don't get to personally do it much, I do sometimes like to do it when I'm in the Walt Disney World parks and resorts. And and I and Tim, I think for a lot of people, especially because of the fact that there is so much to do and you do have a finite amount of time, a lot of people often don't want to or are afraid to, maybe even don't know how to, slow down when they're on a Walt Disney World vacation, due in part because I think they're afraid they're going to miss something, right? I don't have time to just sit and relax because I should be doing X or I could be doing all these other things. Well, on one hand, yes, you could be missing something. And I I probably, for everything on my list, I'm trying to remember as I did them, when I had those pangs of guilt, like, dude, you shouldn't be sitting here. You should be in line going to these attractions because you paid for this trip. But sometimes that being alone and relaxing is the end journey, yeah. if that makes sense, when you can take advantage of it and appreciate everything around you, no matter well, where you are. But we'll we'll go all over the place, I'm sure. But Yeah, and I and I agree with you 100 percent. And I think sometimes it's hard to do that. Right. It's it's hard to turn that off. Um, and, and to mm-hmm. that end, sometimes you need one of these quiet spots possibly to work because sometimes you just you physically cannot get away from it all and especially when you know you and it all is your business right and your business exists and lives now in our pockets with our phones i i understand especially if you own your own business you know or or have a, something where you are 
quote-unquote on call, there are some times that you do need to get away from the hustle and the bustle and the you know the sound of, of the parade music behind you and find some of these quiet spots to get some work done. Uh, I know, look, even, even when I wasn't a local, there were times that I would come down here and be working on a book or an audio tour, and I just needed some places that were quiet to go and work. And we're going to incorporate some of those places as well, not just to get away and relax, but get away and get some work done too. Yeah, I, I tried to think of the get away and do some work angle when I was picking out my ideas. I'm not sure if this is on your list, so I won't. No, I, I remember back in the days, the little nuance to that was the quest to find an outlet <laughs> right. and, uh, and that kind of thing. So there's there's one that came to mind right away, but it was more about, and I won't say it because it was more your place that you took me to, but it was more about um, not so much that it was the quietest place to get some work done, because I think we did some recording at the time, but it that was back in the day where that was the only outlet in all of the Magic Kingdom you could find. So, Tim, I, I hate funny to, how times change. I know? hate to tell the story, but I will, and it it will show just <clears throat> anyway. Take from the story what you will. <laughs> there was a time that um, I was working for a family business that we had sold, and and we were just in the middle of this transition to, you know, a, a corporate environment. And I was the, the chief technology officer for the company, but I had a, a planned vacation to come down and do some work. And I'll never forget being in Disney's Animal Kingdom and being told that morning that I had to be on this conference call at, you know, three o'clock, whatever time it was. And I needed to go and find a payphone oh, to dear. dial. Yeah. And I found... <laughs> what I thought was the quietest payphone in Disney's animal kingdom, which is near where the current Starbucks is. There's also the, the, um, the first aid station, et cetera, is back there. There used to be a bank of phones. So nobody knew where I was. I dialed in and I tried to keep my hands sort of covering the mouthpiece kids. You can Google what a payphone looks like. And as I'm standing <laughs> yeah. there pretending to, you know, be engrossed in this meeting, the uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Christmas Parade starts coming by <laughs> with, oh, you no. know, the music and the floats. And I'm like covering them. I'm covering the microphone like this. And I'm trying to. And that's <laughs> really when I realized that I needed to leave that job immediately and move down to Florida, which, in fact, I did. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Some people would have taken that as I really need to find a quiet place so I can do my job. But yeah. she went the other way. Right. I was like, this is not. I got to get out of this. <laughs> right. I like that. I like that. Uh, so, look, before we get into our our actual, you know, what makes for, I was trying to think, what are sort of the requisite elements for a good, quiet place, right? And I was sort of trying to figure out as I was assembling my list. And for me, there's really three point one, right? There's really three main things with a an optional bonus uh, as well. I think, one, the place needs to be quiet. And I don't necessarily, when we say quiet places, Tim, I don't think we necessarily mean isolated, but really a place that is at least serene. I tried to find places that had seating and there's various levels of comfort. Some benches are not quite as comfortable as some couches. I think you need shade. 
from the Florida sun, which beats down on you about 361 days out of the year. And in a perfect world, in a perfect Lumangelo world, my good quiet place should also involve be close to or have at least food accessible to it. You were either going to say food or an electric outlet. But I knew you were going to go. I usually bring my I own power. I, I usually I try to come we'll to the parks with you. not a lot. Yeah, I do. I do try and bring uh, at least two backup portable chargers. But all those well, things, you put all those things together. If there's food, it's like Zen and Nirvana. It's all just there in, in one package. I, I feel like for you, if, if you only got, and I gather food was the point one. Correct. Requisite item on your list. But I think if you had the point one and nothing else, you would still be a happy camper. Oh, yeah. I could make yeah. do. All right. Just I could work at clear. the boathouse. No problem. No sweat. Sure. That's uh, funny I, will... I was going. Th- Sorry, God. No, I was going through my list. Same thing. You and I realized I, I probably broke this down quickly enough. Addressing different reasons you want to get away whether it's you just want to get away and relax whether you need to get some work done to make that phone call or you're hungry but you need to play you know that kind of thing so they really fell into different categories so yeah. it's quite a interesting exercise and solitude as it were and here's where i'll throw the immediate wrench into oh, your- come on here we go <laughs> i will tell you some things that are not on my list <clears throat> Uh, because I just <laughs> I just felt that they were obvious. Uh, yeah. Your hotel room, right? I think your hotel room is obviously. I was up. You know what? All right, fine. Is it on, <laughs> is it on your list? Yeah. Oh, so never mind. Forget. With with, well, with, a, with 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 a caveat though, so it'll it'll make sense. Okay. Go ahead. Right. It'll knock out the rest of my list. What else doesn't count? No, that's fine. That's all I had. I just for no. me, I just didn't put <laughs> it on right. my list. But we can talk about yours, um, and then we'll also <laughs> talk about. There's a few extinct quiet places that are unfortunately lost over time that I want to make sure I come back to and talk to because I'm sad that they are gone. uh, I actually have one of those on my list too. Very interesting. So I thought as we've been starting to talk, I said, why don't we do it to make it easier for people who are thinking and planning out their upcoming trips or visits to the park. What if we try and break it down or at least go in order of park by park and then resorts and Disney Springs, if you have any. Wow. Again, rules I was not made privy to. Don't think of it as a rule. When think I of started. it more as a guideline. <laughs> what if they all revolve around my resort room, though? Well, then it's going to be a very interesting time. <laughs> all right. Well, where, where are we starting? Where are we starting? Well, I think it makes sense to start in in Magic Kingdom. <sighs> How can I say Magic Kingdom and you get frustrated? <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. No, well, actually, I'll start this because this was the 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 piece on my the item on my list that is not around anymore. And anyway, I'm checking my list to make sure. Yes, that was indeed the only one. So this was, um, as I mentioned, or as I thought of different reasons why you would want to find a quiet spot. This was in the category of just getting away from the hustle and bustle of the parks, taking a little breather, not necessarily eating or anything like that, but finding a place to chill for a while. And my favorite place for the longest time was the exposition hall in the Mm -hmm. town square on main street. And this is before Mickey arrived and the meet and greets arrived. 
this was back when you could go in and a lot of people I feel didn't really know this was there. And if you walked back a little bit, you came upon there was galleries of memorabilia and photos from the early days of Walt Disney World. There was a little theater where you could yeah. watch old cartoons and nobody was ever in there. And I I'm, I was always in there saying this should be an attraction. This should be on the list as a fast pass attraction because it was so neat. And if you had any. Well, from the sense of if you had any. Uh, interest in history of Disney or a fan. This this was, I always felt, a must place to go because you got a glimpse of how everything started and you got to see how the park grew through over the years. But more than that, though, because nobody really knew it was there and ever visited, you really had that all to yourself pretty much any time you went. And it was inside, so that checks off the uh, get out of the Florida sun list on your, on your list. But it was... You know, it was air conditioned. It was inside. There's nobody there. You could stay there as long as you want. There was no, you know, path you had to go through. You could meander and look at exhibits, sit down, watch a cartoon, take a break. And that was one of my places to go because not only could you relax and get away from it all, but it was for that Disney fan. This was such a great place to visit because there was so much to see and learn there. But again, you had it all to yourself. So what could be better? And I miss it. I miss it terribly. So, I do too. And but there's the town, other places you can go, which we'll get to. But. Yeah, and Town Square Theater, and it wasn't until um, it it became the uh, meet and greet. Uh, well, it it really sort of became the the Town Square Theater around 2011 when it replaced the Walt Disney Story, and at at the time it was the Town Square Exposition Hall, and there was actually two theaters in the back and then at one point one of them was closed and walled off do you remember there used to be the hand-painted mural of the hundred plus disney yes. characters back there yeah 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 uh, but you're right I the, actually, yeah. no i remember there was one trip i uh i missed doing this actually i didn't even think of this or on my list but the places why you want to get away and chill this trip was i brought a sketchbook down with me and i was just doing a lot of sketching and drawing of, of anything. And I remember being in there and that was one of the great things I sat there and all the characters are there. So I'm like sketching all the characters with my little book, but it was great. You're sitting there nobody's there. You're in that, you're in that Disney art mood. It's really, it was really cool. Yeah. And they used to show a variety of uh, shorts and some of the short yeah. movies and um, package films. Like I think for some reason I have this memory of seeing the legend of, uh, Ichabod and Mr. Toad in there mm. at one point. Uh, and it was just, it was, it was not a time thing. The theater was just open. You could sort of come and yeah. go at your leisure. That was the best part. And there's a few of these on, well, pretty much everything on this list, I guess by definition. It's, uh, you know, play, you could just walk into, there's no, you don't have to get a fast pass. There's no scheduled time. There's no show. You don't have to wait in line. That's the great place about all of these things I'm sure we're going to talk about. Going anytime you want, stay as long as you want. You know, so it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The um, when the Walt Disney story was there and, and I think we talked about this on a show. We did like a way back machine to 1973 when the Walt Disney story was there. I loved it because obviously it told the story of Walt and there there was that sort of mini museum that was in there. And that, and that for over the years actually became the um, the welcome center for the anniversary. There was also the preview area for Epcot and Disney's Hollywood Studios later on. And then 
there was also Hoot Gibson. Remember Hoot Gibson, the owl, when he was talking about the Western River Expedition that was supposed to be coming <laughs> later on in the 80s, and uh, then it became an Epcot film later on. Yeah, I missed I missed the owl. I wasn't I wasn't there in the 80s, so <laughs> sorry. Um, so you know. But- so is let me ask you, is that the yeah. only one that you have? And if you say yes, it's okay. It'll actually reinforce a point. Was that the only one that you had in Magic Kingdom? Um, checking the list. Uh, yeah. So I think it's interesting. It's a whole world. It's not just one. Well, I think for a lot of people, Tim, if, if you sort of think about Magic Kingdom quickly, a lot of people seem to feel that there's not a lot of places to stop and relax and get away from crowds. And I think just the opposite. I think Magic Kingdom may have the most places, the most quiet places of all. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think so when I started making my list. So I will, I will quickly go through the ones that I have on my Magic Kingdom list because we'll, you know, we'll get to all four parks. So one of them, not surprisingly, a few of these revolve around dining and none of them are, I didn't pick anywhere that was a sit down restaurant that would require you to order food or, you know, have a a table service meal. But there are some locations, especially during off hours that are really, really nice places to get away. And one of them is actually, it's a, it's a twofer. It's in between Pecos Bills and the back of Tortuga Tavern. So if you go into Pecos Bills and you go into the near the back room, um, uh, near the Davy Crockett room, which is on sort of the, the, the side where Frontierland and Adventureland meet, if you go up that ramp, you actually go into this very small, dark, um, out-of-the-way room, which is usually not really crowded at all, that actually opens up into the Tortuga Tavern seating area. So it's sort of a a shared seating area there. It's inside. It's air-conditioned. You have not one, but two choices of food, Tortuga Mm -hmm. and Pecos Pills. And it really is a nice place to get away, relax, work. If you have maybe a child that's sleeping, uh, that's a really good, easily accessible options. Also, and not too far away, but you do need to take a, a raft to get there. Uh, the rocking chairs over at Aunt Polly's Dockside Inn, which is a shell of its former self when it used to have fried chicken and a number of dish- delicious items. Now there's there's vending machines there, but there's probably a dozen or so rocking chairs there used to be tables i think sometimes they take them in and out uh, but the rocking chairs by aunt polly's you can sit there get some work done you've got the view of the haunted mansion liberty square frontier land the liberty bell going by and that wonderful sound of that steam whistle in, in terms of overall ambiance that is actually one of my favorite quiet ish getaway places in all of magic kingdom possibly all in walt disney world Except that you have to take a boat to get there. Well, but I, I feel like they had you at fried chicken. Well, they did, and back, usually I just back in the back in the day. <laughs> now I just bring my own fried chicken. I just, I stop at Publix. <gasps> oh, oh okay. okay. No, speaking of fried chicken, wait—it's a nice yeah. transition. 
one of my other uh-huh. favorite places. They actually they're all about food. Uh, <laughs> over at Sleepy Hollow Refreshments, where they have an incredible chicken, a spicy chicken and waffle sandwich, and the hazelnut and berry Nutella like waffle sandwich. Have you ever had either or both, Tim Foster? Uh, the Nutella. Absolutely. Nice, right? Yes. Next time you come yes. down, date night, me and you. Yes. But if yes. you go in the back <laughs> of the seating area, there's these uh, large picnic tables under the patio. So even in the middle of the day, you get shade from the patio or depending on where the sun is from the Hall of Presidents building. Again, it's it's sort of off the beaten path a little bit. Um, same thing for Storybook Circus. If you go into, and and this is one I think a lot of people either don't know about or don't go to because not everybody necessarily goes to visit Storybook Circus, especially if you don't have young kids. But in terms of theming, if you go towards Pete's Silly Sideshow, there is a uh, a circus tent there that has a covered area with seats and chairs and Timmy Foster they have yeah. charging ports up and down, left and right. There you go. And and you also get not only a restroom next door, but if you go inside Big Top Souvenirs, you've got all the sweet and tasty, sweet and savory baked goods as well. You got electricity, mm-hmm. sitting, potty. sweets. Right. Potty. And potty. <laughs> It doesn't get better. By the way, the um, Sleepy Hollow, that was, and I'm hoping I remember this right. That's what I was alluding to. And you took me there because I was at the time, like it was one of the few places you could find an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Because you like, <laughs> you were plugging a laptop in and like, dude, this is like, it was the only place you could go. The only place I ever remember too, it was in Liberty Square, but it was like the base of the, I think it was like the base of one of the flagpoles and you have to sit. You had to sit in the middle. And I just felt, I felt like I was breaking the law. Right, you feel like you're stealing electricity this, you know? because they I weren't. I felt so terrible. Right, because they weren't necessarily for guest use. But when I used no, to walk around not. and live broadcast from my laptop, I had to plug it in occasionally. Right. And it was, it was this, um, uh, a treasure hunt trying to find yeah. outlets. Uh, but finally, now, yeah. I'm sorry, finally in, in Magic Kingdom so we could move on. Uh, this is actually one of my favorites, Tim. And, and I love it because... I love this land. I love the fact that 91.87% of guests probably don't go down there. But I love Main Street USA for oh so many reasons. And as you are walking and making your way, walking right down the center of Main Street USA, if you look to your left as you sort of reach the center, you have that relatively new entrance to the Emporium, which opened uh, right about the turn of the century, 2000, which, according to story, sort of helped complete the the expansion of the Emporium. But at one point, there used to be a little side street where that entrance is. But if you look to your right, that's East Center Street. And if you go and walk all the way down in the back, and a lot of people now only go if they're playing Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom or if they're coming out of the Crystal Arts Shop, But if you walk all the way in the back, not only do you get the wonderful hidden treasure of the sounds of the music and voice lessons from the window upstairs, but there's about four or five, if if that many, tables and chairs, uh, sometimes with umbrellas, so you can go get your little coffee and a nosh from the nearby Starbucks, 
You go sit down there. It's quiet. It's out of the way. You actually have a beautiful view of uh, down the street of Main Street, USA. And if you don't mind being a little far back, as the parades pass by, you get this wonderful view of the parades. But it's actually very quiet other than the, the tap dance and the music lessons going on upstairs. And it's one of my favorite little quiet spots in Magic Kingdom. I love the voice lessons. That's always one of my things I love pointing out to people. Not I like nothing. it better than the dentist lessons in Disneyland. <laughs> the dent- the, not the dentist lessons, yeah. the dentist drill in, in Disneyland. Oh, ew. Yeah, that's better. And uh, not for nothing, my little side. has nothing to do with the topic at hand, but that little area is home to my brother's name on one of the Main Street windows. My brother is honored on one of the Main Street windows. And I can see you perplexed on the other side of the video. Like, what are you talking about? I guess I should explain. Please do. So my my brother's name is Robert. And uh, as it turns out, one of the, I think I have this story straight, one of the attorneys slash businessmen who helped Walt Disney acquire the land in Florida was Robert Foster. And his contributions to what would become Walt Disney World were so great. He is honored with a window on Main Street, USA. And I took a picture of it, just sent it to my mother and said, hey, look, your son's uh, got a window. I didn't explain to her that it was just a crazy wild coincidence. But and I don't really explain that to people when I show it to them either. I just because like it's not think I have clear, a connection. This yeah. is not really your brother. You just happen to. No, share. no. Yes, I should have qualified that. The, the Robert Foster who helped Walt Disney was not. <laughs> my brother who was not even born yet at that time, by the way. So I think so. No, just a total coincidence, but it, it's funny to see, but it, it happens to be on that street. And every time someone mentions that street, that's the first thing I think of, but, uh, but yeah, the voice lessons, that is a pretty cool. I actually thought on your, are you done your magic kingdom list? I am. Cause I, I swore you would have, Second floor of the Columbia House. On <gasps> I did. Oh, my God. It's right here on my list. How did I skip that? <laughs> See, really I know on my you, list. my friend. I know you well. Second floor on top of Breezeway. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, you know why? Because I was so excited to get to, to East Center Street. So you're right. <laughs> because I know we've dined there before and talked about how <laughs> it's this wonderful, out-of-the-way, little quiet nook that either gives you a view of the courtyard in front of Haunted Mansion or the tangled area and um, you know the, the entrance to Columbia Harbor House and It's a Small World on the other side. There you go. So Pecos Bills, Aunt Polly, Sleepy Hollow, Harbor House, East Center Street, Storybook Circus. There you go. Very well, then they all involve food. I, Pecos yeah. Bills is, is cool because I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot in there that most people don't get to a chance to appreciate because they think it's a place to eat. I mean, eat, get out. There's great stories being told on the walls of Pecos. There are, there's, and there's so much, and there's so many cool rooms. There's like a, uh, memory service. There's a room. It's like you're outside and inside, outside and inside. So yeah, it's, it's really fun to explore. Like you said, you get off the beaten path far enough. It's, it doesn't crowds dissipate. And if I guess if you're at an off time, you sh- could even have some of these rooms to yourself, basically, which is yep. kind of cool. So, all right, where where are we going next? Let us Truth move leader. to Epcot Center. Um, I know we both have a a large affinity for that park. Yeah, th- this was hard. 
uh, and this is good because this will give me a chance to think of an animal kingdom one because I didn't have one for my list. But uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, so for Epcot, you know, I'll have two because I have one that falls into the category if it's it's not there anymore and I miss it terribly, um, or it's not there in the way I remember it being. But then I have real ones. The, the one I'm thinking of, and this was always a place I went. This was the rest up, get out of the sun for a few minutes, cool off and chill. Like it was that place Mm. as we're talking about different places to go. Um, And this was, I I believe, I guess the area is still there. I'm not sure this, the whole future world is of course changing rapidly as we all know, but this was in the interventions building on, and we get this right on the West side of the park, which would be the right side of the park. I'm still confused why they built Epcot upside down, but that's, you know, but um, it was the interventions building. And what it was, was the, the back part, as you walk through from the plaza in future world, if you were making your way over to future world, I have my hands up in front of me, West, (laughs) West (laughs) with the land and Nemo and all that. There was a great, place it was it was just the building there was nothing there it was just this great expanse of space is of space one of one of the best restrooms because nobody's ever there but it's so the thing i always remember about it, it was so cold and i was usually getting there because i would be walking from the epcot resort area going through world showcase taking a stop to say hello to figment by that time I, I, this northern child is is pretty drained by that time so this was a great place to go stop it was right by club cool where you could get my i could enjoy my beverly and then go in and sit down and cool off but it was such one it was a very just nice place to sit and relax because not a lot of people were there but it was very very cold that was one of the best air conditioning spots Mm -hmm. but on occasion you would have some interesting things to look at and for the longest time they had the pictorial timeline of Epcot up on the wall. So you could, while you're relaxing, you could take a journey back through time and see how Epcot grew over the years. They've had special exhibits there. Uh, Back for Epcot's 25th anniversary, they had a special exhibit. And this is where I saw the Dreamcatcher vehicle, the robot from Horizons, early models of Spaceship Earth. So it was very cool. Um, in recent years, that's been a place for special exhibits at uh, Flower and Garden and Food and Wine. I think it was Flower and Garden. They had a very cool light beverage exhibit. I took pictures. I still don't understand what it was. The beverages were good. But, but yeah, it was just a great place to go relax and get out of the sun and uh, rest those tired feet for a while, catch a breath, and then go on out and Try your luck with Crush and Nemo and all those wacky critters. Try your luck. The other was, side there, of the was there a lot of gambling involved? Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> not sure I, what you're going to get with Crush and Nemo. I got a little scared when that deep sea fish. The luck was whether the deep sea angling fish animatronic was working or not. Because if it's working, then I'm a little scared. If it's not, then I'm okay. So that was the gamble. Boy, that was a stretch. But you know what I mean. I got you. And I do remember and I love that area. And for a number of years, a, a lot of, of future world west on the uh, left side, right side was it, it, it 
it sat empty to a certain degree. And there was a lot of times that you'd be able to go in there and there was sometimes there'd be tables and chairs or at least be able to sit by the windows and cool off and get away from it all. Uh, In the interest of trying to actually keep this top 10 ish and not mentioning every single quiet corner and getaway. I I could have mentioned every world showcase pavilion too. And I was trying to, I actually do something different, but I, I, you know, for Epcot, and this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody exactly where I'm going to go because you know, already it's my favorite place in all of Walt Disney world. And the reason why I love Katsura grill upper level seating area so much is exactly because of that. Um, not only, and it, again, forgive me, it's, you're tucked away, it's the bamboo forest, it's the trickling sounds of the waterfall, it's the view of the promenade, Katsura Grill is right there. I would even also add in the lower level seating area, which is behind the Kabuki Cafe, which has takeout, where you're sitting, uh, there's also a, a, a wonderful picnic table by the Tengu statue, in the hidden away in the back. It, it ticks every single box, including the fact that there is a restroom up there, too, a very small one. Mm-hmm. But it's far and away. It is my spot. It is my favorite place in all of Walt Disney World. And if I could just sort of snap my fingers and be anywhere to work, take a phone call, get away, think, that's the one place I would go. You will be glad to know. I don't know if you know this. Um, my darling daughter, Michelle. If you were to ask her, what is your favorite place in all of Walt Disney World? She's sitting right up there next to you. That's why she's my favorite foster. That's right. Thank you very much. That is her. (laughs) Yeah, that's her favorite place. It was absolutely on my list. Um, I feel like we've found a way to bring it up in pretty much every list we talk about. (laughs) Because it does. But it's worth it. It's it's so cool. I also had, (laughs) I was actually trying to think of, alternate world showcase locations that I also find very peaceful and relaxing. Uh, the China pavilion is one I find I've ta- and I've talked about, I'm sure being, especially at night, especially after when illuminations would run going back uh, well, in any of the pavilions, but especially in China going way back by the, uh, the lily pond. And it's so peaceful back there. But I was also remembering every time you'd go in to see, Reflections of China, um, the, the waiting area, which mm-hmm. to me is in of itself a great place to walk through and look at. There's so many things to see in there. And if you, so there's a few times I've gone in, not with the intention of I'm going to go see the show because I've just seen it, but I just want to go in and explore. And it's a great place to, again, look around because there's things to look at, but it's nice and cool. There's places to sit, obviously, because you're waiting for the show. And if the previous show just went in, there's nobody there and you have the whole place to yourself. So it's also a great place to just sit and relax for a little bit. And sitting in the United Kingdom courtyard when that band isn't playing and it's not, <laughs> it's, although I like watching the band, but um, and I feel like through every World Showcase Pavilion, we could pick a spot. So it's just a question of which one's your favorite. I mean, you know, and I tried to sort of go through and I'll mention two sort of mini honorable mentions. Um, One of them is is probably a location, Tim. I think most or a lot of guests have probably never even been into before. And that's in Morocco is the Fez house. Mm -hmm. So when you walk through 
the gate into those quiet meandering streets in the back on the left hand side there is a um uh, it's just just on the left side of that courtyard there's a doorway and inside there's beautiful tile work inside this very serene room and there's a sound of of uh, like trickling water in there as well um take a look at some of the different light fixtures in there too and i think if if there was any other place i would say if you go to and i haven't been up here in a while so if you head towards canada and if you walk up and into the back where the hotel du canada is some I, I remember there being a couple of tables and chairs up there, but then last time I was there, they weren't. It's it's beautiful and it's quiet and you get a wonderful view of the promenade from there. Tim, we've actually stood up there and watched Illuminations as you yelled at me. And, and There's a video your, of right, that. You yes, ate your you Smarties always, and were yelling at me for talking, but... You are not going to let me forget that. Never, I'm not, ever, ever. I'm not going to let you forget talking over my Illuminations crying moment either, buddy, so... Um, but yeah, that's really, that's what I have for Epcot and I, and for you listening, who's yelling at your phone or your car saying, how did you not mention X? I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end to call in, to chime in, in the group on Facebook and share ones that you think we have missed. But, and again, in the idea of keeping this a top 10, do you have any more from Epcot? If not, let's go to Disney's Hollywood studios. Italy. And we can move on. But Italy, in the sense of um, being able to walk back, one of those buildings, you could walk way back and get away from everything. And once you get back to uh, where the, the statues are, and back to Via Napoli in that area, it's usually empty. It's beautiful. Even though the promenade is right there, you feel like you're a million miles away from the rest of the world. So that's another favorite spot to relax it doesn't yeah unless you pick just the right spot it doesn't uh check off that uh get out of the florida sunbox okay. necessarily but but if you can at night though unbelievable and there are some umbrella tables and there is depending on yep. when you go there is the takeout window for the pizza right there <laughs> the food the, it's all about the food so all right so take us over to disney's hollywood studios uh, okay let's see so my Hollywood Studios entry was more, this was along the lines of the exposition hall from the Magic Kingdom. And this is another, this is a two, four here, but this is a, a nice place I go. And it's more to get, just get out of the crowds for a while, find a place to cool off. And it's starting with Walt Disney Presents exhibit. And for me, that's, same along the lines of Exposition Hall, it's a great place to one get a, get out of the uh, get off the streets, get out of the sun. Uh, it's usually not that crowded, but just like Exposition Hall, it's a great. I maintain it's a must do if you're any kind of Disney fan. Um, you just you can go through explore, and the great thing about it is there's sort of a front to back timeline, but you're free to wander around as you see fit. So, and it gets a, it's a, it's just a great place to get out of the sun. There's a movie theater you can get to sit and watch a 10 minute film, uh, depending on what's running. Uh, any, anytime you can get into an indoor theater presentation is a great time to cool off. But, um, but 
I grant you're you're probably not on your phone conducting your business when you're sitting in the theater. So <laughs> this is definitely just the get out of the sun. And right along those lines, not too far away, I also wanted to I keep calling this the wrong thing. The Star Wars launch bay, um, which to me uh, had the same appeal. Well, different appeal, but same uh, mindset as the magic of Disney animation tour where you could go in. uh, Some parts there was a tour, some parts there's a movie you sit through, but a bunch of it was just an exhibit like Walt Disney presents. You could walk through at your own pace, relax, look around. Um, and nowadays you have the launch bay, which there's one, if you're a star Wars fan. Yeah. But two, it's a great place to just explore. Now, granted, this is one place kind of breaking the rule on the list a little bit. You just, you just can't walk in anytime you want necessarily. There's a usually letting groups in to see the movies and meet the characters and so forth. So you might have to wait a little bit. Once you're inside, you can wander around wherever you want. Look at all the exhibits, look at all the models, look at the paintings. Do some shopping, and uh, but both places to me are very much a great place to get away from the crowds, cool off, and experience either some Disney history or some Star Wars history, which that's why we're all there. So great places to go and chill out for a little bit. So Disney's Hollywood Studios is interesting, and I think because it is a, a physically small park, and there's a lot going on there in terms of traffic and and different locations. I think while there's a number of different places to meander and wander and sit and relax. So, for example, I love Sunset Ranch Market down Sunset mm-hmm. Boulevard. But for me, it doesn't necessarily qualify for the list because unless you go in an off time and you sit way in the back yes you can find some tables but there's a lot of tables there so sometimes that feeling of wanting to get away a little bit and a little bit more of the serenity and and dare i say isolation is difficult so there's one place that i love at disney's hollywood studios and while it is associated with food Trust me, it is not because of the food. My one and only spot on this list from Disney's Hollywood Studios is Pizza Rizzo. And when I say Pizza Rizzo, I mean specifically the upstairs balcony. So if you go to Pizza Rizzo in Muppets Courtyard, you are so far removed from the hustle and bustle of even the entrance to Muppets, entrance to Galaxy's Edge, Star Tours, the other parts of the park, it's covered. There's usually ceiling fans. There's usually nobody there because it's not the busiest restaurant. Obviously, I'm not talking about going on July 4th weekend at 1230 in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. but other parts of the day and evening, That balcony is empty, it's quiet, not just because there's not a lot of people there, but because of where you are. So finding a table and a quiet corner is very, very simple there. Even if you need to move inside, a lot of times that second floor is not necessarily busy. And bonus tip, if you go into... I call it the ballroom. If you go into the the that, that sort of ballroom in the back that's 
decorated like every Italian wedding I ever went to in the 80s. That, too, is another quiet spot and has some longer family-style tables. So if you need to sit with a larger group of people, you can do that as well, and it's inside and it's air-conditioned. There's a lot of background music, though, depending on um, what might be playing, so that could be potentially disruptive. But I think outside on the Pizza Rizzo balcony is, I can't believe I'm saying this, it's one of my favorite quiet getaways. So you grab a snack, you grab a drink from inside there or somewhere else, and you sit up there and just watch the world go by and and folks going into Muppets and just meandering around the courtyard. And and pizza. And the Miss Piggy Fountain. And the Miss Piggy Fountain. You like to relax by the Miss Piggy Fountain. I do. With pizza in hand. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. (laughs) Go. I'll start singing. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. You're going to start singing? Okay. Nobody wants to hear it. Trust me. So, yeah, but so again, while there's other little places like I even, you know, I I almost put Backlot Express that again, that lower level seating area all the way off in the corner, really close to Indiana Jones. Epic Stunt Spectacular is often nice, too. But again, if the show's going on, it can get very, very loud there, too. Um, And a lot of these places, you know, timing is is everything. You know, when you go in terms of time of day, even time of year can affect how crowded or really empty they might be. Now, where are we going? Because I might need to jump ship at this point. So are you done with Disney's Hollywood Studios? I am done with Disney's Hollywood Studios. I can hear the yelling and the laughter from here. Well, I'm not done. I'm leaving it open for everyone else's wonderful suggestions of where they like to go. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Do you have anything at Disney's Animal Kingdom? No. Have you ever been to it's, Disney's Animal Kingdom? No, no. It's I. I tried to think of one, and all I remember is it's hot, and I'm walking around. Uh, the only places I actually could think of, and I'm curious to hear what you have to say. I would think of them, but then they're falling into the category of it's a sit-down restaurant, and it's nice to relax and all that. But uh, I was in the same mindset as you. I didn't want to put those on the list as a place you could just wander in and go relax um uh, you know because I, I remember sitting in tiffins or yak and yeti and you know it's relaxing and quiet but that didn't really qualify as wander in anytime you want so so other than that i'm walking around sweating waiting to get on the bus well i'm to gonna go help you out room. tim because help i actually out. have a number and i love and I remember- kingdom because this is the park to slowly wander and explore and take your time. And I think that there are some beautiful locations here that don't necessarily require you. Look, I love Nomad Lounge sitting outside by the water on that patio, but you have to go and you have to eat and you've got to drink and it's it's a very small area, so it's not always easy to get a spot. So while I would love to put it on the list, I didn't, but I will tell you, some of my favorite locations. Um, One of them, it it qualifies, but it doesn't because there's really not a lot of, if really any seating there at all, but it is one of my favorite quiet spots to get away. And there's never anybody there. But if you walk through the discovery Island trails towards the, um, uh, when you first, when, no, sorry, when you first get into the park, before you even get onto, um, 
like by the tree of life. There are these trails that that sort of lead you along. There's one trail that leads you along. If you're on the left-hand side of the tree of life, it leads you by the water before you enter the bridge to Africa that you can sort of meander and go through. And there's this sort of, I call it the secret waterfall under the tree of life. And along the way, you can see there's like a little porcupine exhibit. And I think there's a flamingo exhibit there as well. You really get as close as you can and actually touch the tree of life and see some of the carvings there, um, including the Jane Goodall um, uh, grape, the David Greybeard carving, but there's this wonderful little waterfall that's there. Unfortunately, there's nowhere to sit because it is really it's a it's a walking path. But I sort of include it as a as a uh, an appendix to to the list. But there's really two, maybe three that I would put on Disney's Animal Kingdom. I've mentioned it before. The lower level seating area of Flame Tree Barbecue is again one of my top five places to go in all of Walt Disney World because if you wander down you grab your barbecue obviously and then you wander down there is one of the pavilions that sits basically on the water you're overlooking the lagoon you're overlooking Expedition Everest it's beautiful it's quiet it's covered there's ceiling fans it's very, very much out of the way. Again, as long as you're not going during prime lunch and dinner time, there's also a wonderful little fountain there uh, close by too. And one other one that I would mention is as you're walking from Africa to Asia, um, as you're heading towards Yak and Yeti, you're going to pass Mr. Kamal's kiosk on the right. Stop, get the fries. They're amazing. Trust me on this one. But if you keep going a little bit farther down, there's this tiny little pathway that sort of goes down this hill. And there is maybe three or four very, very small tables there with a beautiful view of the Discovery River, which is wonderful. Shading is is hit or miss depending on when you go. But it is usually quiet because it's not necessarily... It is sort of off the beaten path, as it were. And the last place that I would put in Animal Kingdom, and I've used this a number of times, especially when I've had work that I had to do or a call that I would have to take and needed quiet. If you go into Restaurantosaurus in Dinoland, USA, there's a few of the back rooms. So if you enter and make a left, you can. there's usually a quiet room there. And there's there's actually another separate room all the way on the right-hand side. It's almost like a little um, add-on building. And then there's also a really nice little covered um, uh, patio that is right across from the entrance to Dino Dinosaur, which is really, really nice, quiet, it's shaded, and there's usually not a lot of people there at all. I, I actually forgot one. I'm so I'm so embarrassed. I have an Animal Kingdom one. One. Kingdom one. Can I let me see if I can guess what it would okay. what it might be. Okay. I Where mean, since was, you pretty much named every other location. I named three. I named Restaurantosaurus. All right. Where do you think I'm going to the little seating area and Flame Tree? I think that you're going to the seating area by the Dawa Bar near Tusker House Restaurant. No, I'm not. You are going to the Harambe. No, you're going to the Harambe Marketplace. 
No, I'm not. You're going to affection section. Later, but that's not where I'm going now. Dude, don't make it weird. I was talking about Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, where are you going? You're going to mm. Pandora and Satuli no, Canteen. No, I want to go. Here's the thing. I want to go to Pandora and relax, but you ain't relaxing. You're enjoying oh, the I disagree. beauty, but. I am sitting inside well, no, well, Satuli uh, Canteen a- with my make my own bowl for hours <laughs> on end. No, well, well, when I go, it's very beautiful, and I love Pandora, but I, it was always so busy as I was wandering around. That's not where I'm going. Can I go ahead. let you off the hook now, or do you want to keep the... Okay, one of my favorite tranquil spots in all of Walt Disney World, and I'm embarrassed I did not have this on my original list, the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Very and nice. Specifically, there's, there's so many places to relax, but there's one place I love, and it's this little courtyard... There's a jade fountain, a small jade fountain, but it's in the middle. There's benches there. It's so tranquil. It's so peaceful. It's uh, just like Gorilla Falls. There's, it's a walk through anytime you want. So there's rarely a lot of people there. And if they are there, they're wandering through. You feel like you're so far away from the real world and it's, it's beautiful. The, the fountains are going. Little birds wander around. They come up to you. You can take their picture. They're not scared of anything. But uh, it's it's uh, one of my favorite relaxing, tranquil moments in uh, places in all of Walt Disney World. And again, I, why didn't I think of it? Why didn't I have it on my list? See, but as you were talking, I remembered. So that's how this all works. Well, good. That gives me I'll throw in one more honorable mention because I, I love <laughs> and it involves if you go behind Yak and Yeti, which has some of the best counter service food in the park, by the way, walk mm-hmm. all the way in the back behind the market. There's a little outdoor seating. If you make a left and go all the way into the corner, it's there's shade trees. It's quiet. There's a beautiful little stone fountain there. And you also have these little hidden restrooms too. So you've got, it, it ticks every box. It's quiet. It's got seating. It's got shade. And it's got some real, get the chicken fried rice and egg rolls and thank me later. All right, so far, look, I've had I've had chicken fried rice, I've had French fries, I've had Tortuga Tavern tacos. I need to find some place to sit and relax, Lou. You got any idea? <laughs> maybe we should go to the maybe we should leave the 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 parks for a while and go to the resorts. Yeah. I don't think that's going to save me from your culinary journey across Walt Disney World. Um, so for resorts, I had I I had two different categories of places to go. Hmm. Which one do I go to? Well, I'll talk about, well, since we're, hey, we're already full. We might as well eat more. Um, I had a thought, thoughts on favorite lounges I like to go to. These, I had two on my list. And these are both places that were, um, it's not necessarily about the food. Uh, and one of them isn't food, actually. But um, they were both, to me, like very overlooked places you could always go to that I'm hoping nobody finds out about lest my cover is blown. So I probably should talk about, but I will anyway. So one of them is a favorite spot. We always go to for one looking to relax somewhere, but more importantly, and more often than not, you find, you know, you want to get lunch or a snack or dinner and you didn't make a reservation anywhere. Um, 
never fear, because if you're wandering around, this is our favorite go-to spot. If you're wandering around the Epcot resorts, um, we discovered a long time ago the Cruise Cup Lounge in the Yacht Club, which is right next to the Yachtsman Steakhouse. Um, it's fantastic. The, the ambiance is Yacht Club amazing. Um, the food, if you get it, is really good. They have, I believe they share the kitchen with the Yachtsman's Steakhouse, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the good, the great thing about it for every time we go though, it's rarely busy. So you can usually always get a place to sit. There aren't many places to sit, but you can usually find one, especially if it's an off time, like mid afternoon. This is opposed to, Hey, let's go to beaches and cream and get some ice cream. No, you're probably waiting there a really long time. But this is a great place because I always feel like nobody seems to know about it, but it's a fantastic place to sit and relax, get a snack. The other lounge area that I really, really like is not far away. You can tell I like, I like the Epcot resorts a lot, but this is over at the Boardwalk Inn. And this is the, the Bellevue Lounge, which is on, like if you're coming from the Crescent Lake area and you go how do I say it? There's a courtyard and there's a door you can go in and go up the stairs into the lobby. The lounge is right there. And again, it's a place where nobody really ever hangs out. So you pretty much have the place to yourself, but the decor, it's pure boardwalk in. It's beautiful. Um, the dark wood furniture, the, uh, the ambiance and everything. It's, it's a great place to sit. I believe Lou, you and I might've played a game of checkers there. I'm not sure. We might we have, have which is the extent but, of the st- strategic prowess that we both have. Um, <laughs> and, and I it love, was a, it was a stalemate, by the way. Yeah. But again, it's one of my favorite places just to sit and hang out. One, because nobody's usually there. And two, it's just absolutely beautiful, as is the whole resort. I love the theming of Bellevue Lounge. I love that they have the some of the games that you can just sort of take and play there. They do have a continental breakfast from like 630 to around 11 or so. And then they have the bar is open at usually from around like five or so to midnight Uh, as much as I love. So I love the Bellevue lounge. I wish that they had a menu because there's not a lot of places to get grab and go food other than the the pizza window window downstairs, which I'm not the hugest fan of, but I will say if you actually sit, if you get one of those beautiful Florida evenings, you can actually, there's maybe four tables outside on the balcony that you can sit out and look over the beautiful courtyard of the boardwalk. You've got the promenade there. You've got the water. You've got uh, Yacht and Beach and Swan and Dolphin in the distance. The balcony outside is beautiful. So, Tim, any other resorts on your list? Well, I will mention, uh, speaking of lounges and places to go outside and relax, I always like going to the Grand Floridian and wandering outside on one of their many balconies. Again, there's nobody there. It's a cool evening. You may or may not have a great view of fireworks and whatnot. That's always a great place to go. Um, I was going to mention the lobbies too. That was I was torn between lounges, lobbies, lounges, lobbies. So I went lounges. But as far as lobbies go, um, again, depending on the time of day you're there, um, they're beautiful. Moat pretty much every hotel lobby, resort lobby. Uh, They can be crowded at times, but they can be not busy at times. Uh, The Grand Floridian Lobby and the Wilderness Lodge, probably my two favorite by far lobbies just to sit, uh, particularly the Grand Floridian, because you can sit and listen to the orchestra or listen to the piano player. 
uh, it's very, very comfortable. I have actually almost fallen asleep a few times sitting on one of those couches, but um, uh, no matter what time of year it is, it's great too. But at Christmas time, oh my gosh, with the tree and the gingerbread house, but uh, pretty much any lobby I love relaxing at. The Wilderness Lodge, I'll throw props to because you can always wander up to one of the upper floors and find your little own special secluded lobby with your very own fireplace, which is always a great place to sit and relax. Again, especially at Christmas with the tree and the fire and the fire crackling away. Good times. You know, there's there's not usually a right or wrong answer when we talk about these top 10 lists, but but I I do think I'm a little dismayed that you did not mention a place As long as you're at Wilderness Lodge, how do you leave the Carrollwood Pacific room off of your list? Because I'm wrong. Exactly. Um, I'm wrong. I think Carrollwood Pacific. I left it open for you. That's what I'll say. It is. It is beautiful. It's intimate. There's no food involved, and it still makes the list very, very high. It has Walt. It has train cars, literally from the Carrollwood Pacific and Walt Disney's home in Holmby Hills, California. There on display, other train material uh, memorabilia. There's two two large leatherback rocking chairs in front of a roaring fireplace. There's a gaming table with checkers and chess. Beautiful views of the secluded forest behind you. On the opposite side, there's another uh, fireplace with two rocking chairs in front of it. It's just gorgeous. It's serene. It is always super, super quiet there. An honorable mention, and I think you sort of alluded to it, the third floor in the lobby, just under, just above the uh, entrance, the, the portico chair, is on the third floor. There's a fireplace there, but there's also some uh, small tables with uh, individual lamps. It's a wonderful place to sit and work. And you've got that lobby music, like you said, especially around the holidays in the background. It's gorgeous. I, I, Carrollwood Pacific at Wilderness Lodge is very, very high on my overall list. And uh, I remembered one other I wanted to mention was back over at. Uh, the Epcot Resort area. Come on, Yacht Club. make me proud. Make me proud. Go oh, oh now the go. pressure's on. I know this is not, it, I'm sure this is not what you're thinking about. I have no idea what you're thinking about. No, it's a little area. I always forget it's there. Uh, and it's in the yacht and the yacht club lobby. Um, but to get to your room, you either walk to your room from the first floor or you'll go to the elevators. And by the way, I told my daughter, I don't know if everybody knows this about the, the, the faux false elevator in the yacht mm-hmm. club. And my daughter didn't know about that, and she's kind of freaked out about it. And she's had nightmares since, so I'm not sure what I did. But anyway, in the Hot Club lobby, if you're not taking the elevator and your room's not on the first floor, you can walk up to the second floor. Um, and in that area, this is the big staircase that we all see, but rarely go up unless you have a reason to. But if you go up there, there is a little sitting area. It's like, you know, the quintessential New England drawing room of, you know, maps and globes and a library and a, a few places to sit. Usually not many, there's usually not anybody there because you really don't have a reason to go up that way unless it's on the way to your room. So it's kind of the definition of out of the way, even though it's right there. So that's always a cool spot. And I honestly always I usually forget it's up there. But but I remember if it's the middle of the day, we're walking to our room. It's a nice place to go sit, relax, and there's no food. 
There's no, unless you bring it, there's, you know, but it's a quiet little nice out of the, out of the way place to sit. Yeah. That second floor off lobby of the yacht club is interesting because it has that little seating area with that, that partner's desk. It's like the resolute mm-hmm. desk off. In yeah. the back. Like yeah, it's just, yeah. It really is like seating for one. Like there is a, an yeah. individual desk there. I don't even think that there's, there's, uh, guest chairs on the opposite side. So if you get there and you're the only person there, it's all yours. I actually, I'll see your yacht club and I'll uh-huh. raise you the beach club and I will Ooh. win hands down because the Crescent Solarium is, you could, it could almost be a hard ticket admission because this little <laughs> solarium is beautiful. And as you start, if you go off the lobby and head towards the villa, the, the the villas. There's this long, windowed hallway and atrium, high ceilings, ceiling fans. There's a TV in there. Usually, there's nobody in there. Uh, although last time I was there, they did have sort of like a little pop up coffee spot. So a lot of times, people will sit in there if they're waiting for Disney transportation or. If you order food from the Beach Club Marketplace, you can actually bring it in there and eat in this beautiful solarium. Um, you could also do work and stuff in there, and you've got a view of, uh, like I said, the, the portico share of the Beach Club. Um, and rarely is there a lot of people there. I I have uh, brought a, a breakfast Danish and a beverage back there on occasion. It nice, right? Very nice. Yeah, I, and yes, I can see. Yeah, you won. You win this round. But um, I love it. One of the things that's cool, a, a total aside uh, with most of the resorts, but particularly, particularly I feel with the beach and yacht club, if you look at the paintings, there's there's always these very cool hidden Mickeys. You can find them. And that's part of a game I always play. But there's some really nice ones in the in the solarium. I even took I took a picture one. I probably shouldn't have like I want to print it and put it on my wall. But it's like a beach scene. There's a it's either I think it's clouds that are the Mickey or a balloon, but the, but they're fun to look for. But like I said, that's such a beautiful room. It's not the lobby. It's not, it's it's kind of an anomaly. It's kind of neat, but it is. I love I love that room. So yes, I'm glad you you uh, torpedoed my suggestion and came up with a much better one. And there's a similar there's a there's a new addition to the list which has a very different feel than the solarium or even the yacht club space. And this is over at the Riviera, which I love that resort. I am going to do an entire show about the resort. How do I top? Wait, Tim Foster, uh, top yeah. 10 reasons why I love Disney's Riviera resort. Have you ever been there before? You're going to oh, take me. Right. And then we'll, and have then somebody we'll do, else we'll, we'll do it. Nah. <laughs> we'll have somebody else join us for the episode, but just <laughs> off the lobby, there is a uh, a little library called the Voyager's Lounge, and this, too, is chock full of memorabilia from Walt Disney and his travels to the French and Italian Rivieras. Uh, there's lots of books and, and dark woods and comfortable places to sit as well as tables to work. The Le, P- Le Petit Cafe is right next door, so you can get pastry in the morning or wine and a little nosh at night and bring it in there. The only difference is this is it's tucked inside. So it's not, it has um, 
you know, bookcases and and actually, there's actually a TV in there on one of the walls, surrounding on all four walls. So it's a darker space than the Crescent Solarium, which obviously is surrounded by windows, much much brighter. Completely different feel, library versus solarium, but it's still wonderful none, nonetheless. It's fantastic. You're taking me. I will and take we'll you. Explore. There's so. Oh my, Tim Foster. Wait a minute. I ha- if oh no, you here we go. Haven't been. To Topolino's Terrace. Nope. For nope. The, the chicken, the 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 I the pasta, the best pasta <laughs> I've ever had. Like with the chicken sugo in it is insane. The rigatoni will change your life forever. <laughs> You're on a chicken kick today. I taste like chicken. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> That's funny. All right, it's a date. You promised. Perfect. It's a date. And a quick honorable mention. The covered patio and or the Sunset Lounge at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Yes. If you go into the lobby and walk through the lobby and bear off to the right, uh, bear right, frog left. If you bear off to the right, (laughs) there is a um, there's these covered patios with rocking chairs that look out over onto the Arusha Savannah. And it's shady. You can see the animals. It's very quiet out there. I don't believe there's any tables, which is why I didn't include it here, because if you need to get work done, you really only have the rocking chair. But it is a very, very quiet spot to relax or, or take a call. You know, it's funny. I don't know if anything on my list qualified as much as I meant to try it. Good place to bring your laptop to get some work done. I tried to find places that. and that you, you had you're, tables. You're, and look, you don't even need your laptop anymore, kid. even just your phone, you know, even getting work done on your phone. That's true. Uh, do you have anything outside the resorts, as in specifically Disney Springs or anything uh, else at the resorts? Uh, no, I, I kind of have a <laughs> a very good go with me here that you might even disqualify as counting, but it doesn't. It's kind of outside of everything. All right, so let's do. do I'm gonna, I'll do, do a quick. I'll do a quick All hit right. at Disney Springs. Yeah. And then we'll save the best for last, as it were. <laughs> well, well, you know. Um, Disney Springs is my fifth park. I spend more time there than I do in the actual theme parks. I love going there to wander. Yes, sometimes get away, whether it be with family, friends, or even alone. And there are some wonderfully quiet spots there. One of which is if you go towards... Uh, Earl of Sandwich and Once Upon a Toy and then hang a left by the Margarita Bar and the Star Wars Trading Post, there are tables. There's probably six or seven tables on the water um, right behind the building that used to hold Little Mismatched. It's across the way from uh, Rainforest Cafe. There are these um, like wrought iron like tables and, and umbrellas right on the water. You've got the the water spray not too far away. It's very quiet um, on the marketplace side. If you go near Characters in Flight, the Starbucks that's there has an outdoor seating area, which is covered. It has a long family-style high table by the grass wall, and there's a fireplace out there. But even if you don't go to Starbucks, there's a, a, a waterside pathway that runs behind that entire area that... There's some tables near the food truck park, but you can even sit on the wall that overlooks the lake. And it's a very small, there's only two tables here, but 
near where AMC Theater is, there's the uh, Haagen-Dazs location, the Wetzel's Pretzels, and one of my favorite little quick service grab-and-go places is Yasake, which has wonderful like poke bowls and um, um, some other like uh, uh, Japanese-inspired uh, foods there. There's three tables off in the corner sitting by the fountain and the bridge that takes you over into the landing and the marketplace. And finally, if you go over by Earl of Sandwich, um, all the way down on the other side, there's uh, beautiful outdoor seating, including one, there's a few tables on the side that overlook the carousel and the pin location. Again, if you go off peak and there's nobody you know, they're eating. It's a nice place just to sort of sit outside. Well, usually when I go to Disney Springs, it's because we're going for lunch or dinner. So I don't don't really find myself relaxing so much. I will say, though. A favorite relaxing memory. You and me, the boathouse in the corner, the dessert smorgasbord that we enjoyed. <laughs> And with a raging thunderstorm going on outside. By the way, did you notice that Boathouse was not on not, my list? I did notice. I did notice. Now, I don't know. We, did you do that to trip all of us up? Or? My apologies to the Boathouse, by the way. Yeah. So. yeah. See, I, I wanted to throw that out there. So, so Tim, I want you um, to now give me, I want you to now give me your go with me here. Uh, don't, don't yell at me or give me bad I, marks I would for never this do one. that to you eh, you know now when when you when you brought up this topic one thing i thought of right away was this now i realize this does not check the boxes of it's a place to go work not necessarily a place to get out of the sun but for me a play a way to get away from the hustle and bustle of the parks and even resorts is to just go walking and that's one of my favorite ways to get away. And this is outside of the parks, even though there's plenty of cool paths inside the parks to walk in uh, Tomorrowland to Fantasyland being one of my favorites. But around the resorts, I just I love walking around, especially the Epcot resorts, walking around Crescent Lake, exploring, you know, going into the Swan Dolphin area and even the long walk down the canal that leads to the studios, which is. Again, it can be it can be hot. It's Florida if you decide to take this walk at two in the afternoon. But if you go early in the morning or late at night and just go for the sake of walking, there's virtually nobody there. Uh, you'll see a boat wander sail by every once in a while. The scene the scenery is beautiful though, um, and and again, it's one of those places where you're in Walt Disney World with tens of thousands of your closest friends. But it's a good place to go to feel like you are secluded and far away from everybody. And similarly, wandering around the Wilderness Lodge and its trails, I, I like doing that too because it's a nice place, way to get away. So again, this is more of how to get away from the hustle and bustle. I don't see – you could work on your phone. I don't see you bringing your laptop and a charger, Lou, down on that path, settling down halfway down and getting some honest-to-goodness work done. And there's no food there, but – those those check off some of the boxes on my list. Go with me as we go for a walk. You asked to go with me to go with you, and Tim, I'm there. Arm oh, in arm, hand in excellent. hand. Excellent. I almost put the Fort Wilderness 
walking slash hiking trails, but I thought nobody would actually believe that I would actually go and do something that looked like some semblance of, of exercise. So I didn't know you knew they were there. <laughs> right. Um, but I think you're right. I think there's a lot of, of places in park, out of park, at different resorts that are these quiet, out-of-the-way places to walk, just be quiet. And, and you know, the the lists and sort of the qualifiers that I gave in terms of seats, you know, those those are sort of optimal, you know, conditions for a quiet place. So if you do want to really sort of sit down and take a rest. But I think that you're right, and I think you'll find some of those quiet locations in any of the resorts. I think French mm-hmm. Quarter is a, is a great example yeah. of that. Um, even places like Caribbean Beach, the Poly Beach, all have these wonderful places just to sort of take a quiet stroll. So I don't need to go with you because I absolutely think that they qualify. All right. I'm, I feel better. So that being said, since this really wasn't a top 10 list, I want you to give me off the top of your head, your top three quiet spots in Walt Disney World. Like if you could just snap your fingers at any time during the day and be in one of those locations to work, rest, think, snooze, snack, whatever it might be, where would you go? Me? You're putting me on the spot? Is it things we already talked about? Yeah, yeah, things. Narrow down the list to three. Tim's three favorite quiet spots. Bellevue Lounge. Can I say Exposition Hall, even though it's not there anymore? No, you can't, because you can't go there anymore. Because Exhibition Hall doesn't help the person that's listening saying, wow, I need a place that's to get away. That's true. That's true. Uh, the upper level courtyard and the Japan Pavilion, of course. And and the Grand Floridian Lobby during Christmas. I like there you go. And in my room, I did have in my room on my list. But since you, you know, because, dude, it just made it weird because everybody can't come to Tim's room. No, the only thing I want to say about that, there was one trip I was at. I just I was it was at the boardwalk and I was working. I had my laptop and everything, but I was in my room. The 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 cool thing about it, though, is that I felt like let's pretend this is my office and I'm working. It's two o'clock. It's food and wine. It's lunchtime. What do I do? The company cafeteria, eh, the fast food court. I'm going to go to France for some food and wine goodness. So it was kind of it was just fun pretending like that was my <laughs> office and I could walk. So, you know, you should do that at all, home. That's all I meant by that. Well, you should do that you at know. home, like set up a little buffet in your kitchen. Be like, oh, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe, maybe today. I, thought, I right. like that. I'll, I'll flap. I'll hit a button and you know, French music will go on in the kitchen. I'll feel like I went somewhere. So um, there you go. I will throw out the Carrollwood Pacific. Um, gosh, I, I might put Pizza Rizzo up there. And number huh? one is is Katsura Grill. And I mean, there you go. Japan has to be one, uh, no matter what. Um, and yeah. just as a very quick last minute aside, there are like your expedition hall. There are some that have been lost over time. Um, there there used to be, and the last time I was there, it was closed off on the second floor of the Grand Grand Floridian. There was a patio outside next to. Um, one of the stores that would overlook um, the grounds and the pool area. Uh, it was closed off. It might be a smoking area now. Oh, that's the one I meant. It's closed yeah. off. Oh, no. Oh, well. It was the last time I was there. Uh, Tomorrowland uh, Terrace 
If you go into the upstairs uh, seating area, usually the Tomorrowland Terrace is closed and that seating area is not always open, but it is normally quiet up there. And this doesn't qualify under my rules, but it got me to thinking when you were talking about sort of just quiet. I'm going to just, it's just a, it's more of a secret room that I don't think you can access anymore. And it's on the Liberty Square Riverboat. You used to be able, if you got onto the second floor of the boat, you used to be able to go into the captain's quarters. So when usually when people go on, they go to the top deck, they go to, to the front, or they, you know, they go forward or they go aft. But there's a little room inside called the captain's quarters, which has two red leather couches. One of them is L-shaped, and it's inside and it's it's you know, usually warm in there, but it's a neat little space. You can't work in there. You can't rest in there, but it is sort of a, it it used to be a nice, unique way to enjoy the Liberty Square Riverboat. And something that you said popped that into my mind. But I and Tim Foster want to know from you, our friend listening right now, what is your favorite little quiet spot or getaway? And don't listen. I shared mine. Tim shared his. You shared yours. If you have this spot that we didn't mention, please go ahead and share it. I promise, you know, if you're there, you get first dibs at it. But share with us your favorite location and why. You know, when do you go there? What do you use it for? What makes that quiet place so special for you? You can let us know a number of different ways. You can, one, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. 407-900-WDW1. Let us know there. Or you can come to the WW Radio Clubhouse. That is our group on Facebook. It's warm. It's friendly. It's welcoming. And we'll pose this question there. And you can share your comments, a photo if you have one, of the location or even you in it. and, um, and, And share ones that either were on our list or were on yours. Warm and friendly is a great way to be. Exactly. You know what else is warm and friendly? All the good stuff that Tim Foster puts out over at Guide to the Magic and CelebrationsPress.com. Well, uh, we have the big news right now is we have the new Guide to the Magic for Kids book. It's here. We're excited about it. All new stickers for all the attractions. Almost 200 stickers, Lou Mangiello. Almost. Wow. I'll keep you busy for a while. So, but the new books here, you can find it over at celebrationspress.com or at guidetothemagic.com. So we're very excited about that. And we're going to have all kinds of Christmas goodness coming up in the next few months. So stay tuned for that. Very excited. And I will link to it in the show notes at www.radio.com. Tim, we have many more top tens to get through. And we we would also like to know if there's a top ten that you, not you, Tim, but you, yeah. listener, would love us to cover. Again, email me, lou at www.radio.com or put it in the clubhouse and we will add it to the list. Can't wait. I can't forget of the many dates we decided which one's next, but I look forward to it. Right. And you need to th- you need to prioritize of all the places I've promised you that we're going to go to eat first. Where do you want to go first? Uh, the, the new place. Te, te, Takumi Te. That one, yeah. When it opens, it is a when date. It opens. You got it. It is a date. And that's with the pressure on me. It's my fault. So. <laughs>
good. Not everything I said was about food. <laughs> yeah. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, hear, remember, or maybe even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Of course, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I gave you a where in the world have you heard this quote and I won't do my best or worst impression but the quote was Your Highness, my loyal companions and I accept these punishments and that was, of course, the king of pop himself, Michael Jackson which is why you should be grateful I didn't do a really bad Michael Jackson impression Of course that came from Captain EO in the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot Center and I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one and once again you are playing for all of my digital products which is my 102 ways to still save money at Walt Disney World. All seven of my virtual audio walking tours of Magic Kingdom where you and me walk together physically distanced but hand in hand virtually and I take you through the history, details, secrets and stories all in binaural three-dimensional audio And I'm also going to throw in a WW Radio logo mug. So last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Can't you feel the suspense building? It's Anthea Variano. Anthea, congratulations. Thank you. You use the online form. I have your shipping address, and we'll get your prize package out here right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we're going to go from the parks to Disney Springs, the fifth park, and one of my favorite places to dine and sit back and relax. Not necessarily a quiet place, but you get the idea, because the building that currently is home to Raglan Road in Disney Springs replaced what establishment? I want you to tell me, what did Raglan Road replace? What was in that location immediately prior to becoming Raglan Road. I don't want to necessarily know the original occupant of that building, but I want to know what did Raglan Road and Disney Springs replace in that building. You have until Sunday, November 8th at 11.59 p.m. to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the online form there. Again, you're going to play for all the digital products, the book, the audio tours, and a WW Radio mug. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Please don't forget to be part of the community and conversation. Talk about this week's show, anything in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe by going to www.radio.com slash community. Find out the different ways to be part of the community through our running team, our group on Facebook, the WW Radio Nation, and more. Speaking of the nation, I want to thank some of our new and longtime members who've joined, the hundreds of you who are part of the nation family, including Mike Queen, Chris Dolciato, Gary Witt, John Canoro, Marie Nicholson, and Josh Olive. And if you want to find out how you can not only help the show through our Patreon, but also get exclusive rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts, trivia quests, we have a private Facebook group, 
Magic Band covers, t-shirts, backpacks, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World and more. You can go to www.radio.com slash support. It's obviously completely optional, a great way for you to help show your support for WW Radio. And don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions, which can start at as little as a dollar a month, go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And again, thanks to you, we've raised more than $350,000 to send children and their families with life-threatening illnesses to Walt Disney World. Again, go to www.radio.com slash support. I'd love to hear from you, not just in the Facebook group, but if you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. Call the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WW1 with a question, a comment about this or any show, or just a hello from the parks. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. And while I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug, Meet of the Month and in-person events are on hold for now. Stay tuned. I'm working on something, but I would still love to connect with you online. Also, if I can help you turn what you love into what you do, if you have a dream you're trying to make into a reality, maybe come to virtually speak at your school, conference, business, or event or find out how we can work together one-on-one. I still have one spot available for our weekly mastermind group. You can go to lumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to my partner and sponsor, Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official recommended travel provider for all your vacation planning needs. Whether you're planning your next trip to Walt Disney World this year, next year for the 50th, or thinking about a Disney cruise or other vacation anywhere on the planet, Becky Mankin and her team of amazing agents will give you the best possible prices, all available discounts, all with an incredible level of personal service that is their hallmark. More importantly, it all comes at no cost to you. You can visit mousefantravel.com for a free, free, no obligation quote. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, I mean that now more than ever. If you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word Tell a friend, let others know about it by tweeting out that you're listening, sharing a link over on Facebook, in your Facebook group, on Twitter, or pin it over on Pinterest. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. It's incredibly helpful. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Boo with like five O's and 11384573309 says really good with really great with good guests. I enjoy the varied amount of topics and guests including the regulars like Tim Foster. The top tens are some of my faves. Boo, I hope you like this week's show. Danny Jacques, or Jack, says, Outstanding. I've been enjoying the podcast for years. Consistently entertaining. So well done. Lou is a remarkably good host and interviewer. Huge Disney fan. The show delivers each and every week. Thank you, Lou. And laughing all the way, says it to I'm almost going to say this like Jafar, a diamond in the rough. The podcast is the best, the worst Jafar. I'm so sorry. I wasn't really meaning to be Jafar. I'm moving on. The podcast is the best discovery I've made in years. I look forward to each and every episode full of humor, fun, and great Disney facts. You know that as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to test out my Jafar impression. Lose an inspiration to follow your dreams, and the podcast radiates the happiness he feels for all things Disney. WW Radio is an amazing source for history, travel tips, and food. Oh, the food. Laughing all the way. Danny and Boo, thank you so much. Again, just search for WW Radio in iTunes or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes to find out how to rate and review the show. Finally, most importantly, I hope you enjoy this week's show, the incredible community that you have built and are a part of, and I hope that it just 
helps make your day happier, inspires you to be better, and that you enjoy some good news and you go out and you choose the good. You look for and you find the good in everything that you can do. Remember, there is incredible power in those three words, right? Choose the good. You have the power to make choices, to make decisions, and the fi- to find the good in everything that you see and experience and that you do. And more importantly, you can be the good and pay that forward to other people as well. And if there's any way that I can thank you and help you, please reach out and let me know. I hope that this truly is your best week ever. So until next time, until Wednesday night on Facebook, Thank you again. I love and appreciate you. See ya. Hi, this is Emma Harmon from Orlando, Florida. I am calling to uh, chat about uh, your last listener email podcast. I loved it, and I absolutely missed it. Um, I feel like I hadn't heard a Becky and Lou conversation in a little bit, and I was enjoying listening to that this week. Um, I wanted to comment really quickly about the trivia from the citizen test. Um, it actually reminded me of the Sid Kuenga's, um trivia that they used to have daily at Hollywood Studios. Um, it's now where the, I think it's photo passes in there now. Um, and I just miss being able to go see what the uh, Sid Kuenga's trivia was every time that I was in St. Hollywood Studios. Um, it was always just really, really fun um, to be able to look at all of those different actors and actresses and their pictures and stuff, but also to um, see if I could find out the answers to the trivia questions. So I'm curious if anybody else remembers that because it was a good time. Um, thank you, as always, Lou and Becky, for a great show. It was really fun. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, we just have to do all of them as listener email podcasts. And um, honestly, I wouldn't even be mad because I think they're really fun. Um, and I love to just hear what people are curious about and find out new trivia and stuff. Um, it's pretty cool. So anyway, thank you for all that you do, um, keeping the magic alive, even during this super crazy time. Um, have a great day, everybody. Lou Mangello. This is Jason Red calling from Louisville, Kentucky, or as I like to call it, Lou. Evil, Kentucky. Just got through listening to a couple of podcasts, uh, the one about Halloween and the Disney parks, and then I went back and listened to some older ones. Uh, but this call is really not about the podcast. It's more about the clubhouse. And I wanted to give a shout-out to everyone who's just so awesome in the family. And I call it a family just like you call it a family because that's exactly what it is. With all the craziness going on in the world with the politics and the pandemic, it's, it's nice to be able to just open Facebook and see photos of Halloween costumes that are Disney-related or or Disney mugs or Disney tattoos, for that matter. But it's just a a great place to go and just get some positivity. And I feel like I've gotten to know quite a few of the members of the clubhouse uh, pretty well, even though it's mostly through social media. Uh, It's just been a joy and a pleasure to get to know people. And I I can't wait till this is over and I get to meet people in person. Uh, So really the call is just to say, hey, clubhouse family i love you guys and you make every day special and magical and thank you for being you and lou thanks for the clubhouse building it and uh, allowing us to populate it so thanks a lot everyone have a great magical week hey lou this is alex Byers calling from georgia it's been a while since i've called but i wanted to just call and check up with everybody um i've been missing a few of the podcasts but i've got gotten to where now i've been 
um, trying to check back up and get back caught up with everything. So I just finished listening to episode 604, which, by the way, congratulations on uh, 600 episodes. Um, the 603, excuse me. Um, I'm listening to 604 now, but I just had to stop and and I was going to wait to do this until I finished 604 because I love the um, – I love any Disney history. But the, for me, it's like the quirkier, the better. And so I love these um, episodes. It's like I can't believe that happened because some of these things, you really don't you don't really don't think that they would happen in Disney. But um, I was like I said, I was going to wait till I finished um, listening to episode 604. But I had to stop and call the voicemail because I, I got barely got through the first um, few minutes of the episode and I just, um, I don't get to, I'm not online very much, so, um, I didn't, I did not know the news of, um, your, your family, and so I just wanted to send my condolences, but also, I think it's amazing how much, um, everybody pulled together and was able to raise that much money. I think that's amazing, and I just want to say kudos to everybody that, you know, made this happen, because we're not only going to, um, you know, we get to touch all these people's lives, and I just think that's amazing. And um, yeah, I just and you could, I just feel like you could really feel the love, not only in the community, but in, through these podcasts. And Lou, you do you do such a great job. And so yeah, I just think this is an awesome community, and I look forward to hearing an episode all the time. And not only that, but just the voicemails. I really love the voicemails because, like I said, you can really feel the love in the community. Um, of how everybody just comes in and just says, you know, talks about how much they love the show. And so, yeah, um, hope you all are doing well. Um, best wishes to everyone, you know, especially everybody in the WW community. And y'all take care and stay safe.